0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero,
1: and me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is
0: solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind, we're not doctors that come to be. Nope, just a couple of dumbbells, love ourselves some fitness, want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. Yeah, buddy. Honk, Let's... Honk. Hong Kong beep. beep beep toot, toot. if you' if you're in your car don't look behind you it's just us just on us. your internet Bluetooth radio feed however you listen to the dumbbells podcast we're here with you a brand it.
1: new epi maybe hire somebody to press it into an album for you a record
0: you maybe put it on an
1: old phonograph
0: maybe you um, do it where it's a it's like you you do like a book on tape version of it where sure. you you just write it all down and then somebody reads you. hire you. somebody. Yeah, hire. You're just hiring a lot of people. You get
1: Will Patton to read it to you and then you put it on a cassette. Yeah. And then uh, it sounds and then, great.
0: And then Will Patton reads it and then Patton Oswald reads it. Yeah, Patton Oswald, that'd be and great then, too. And then Oswald uh Cobblepot. batch. Cobblepot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of them motherfuckers reads one it. Of
0: them, one of them reads it. I don't Maybe,
1: know. Hey, who knows? Who knows? knows?
0: Who cares? Here we are. We're doing it. We're here. We're excited. Yes, we're excited. We're We're excited to be back. I mean, I I mean, I'm excited to be back, and I'm back. I feel revived that we're back doing episodes, and we have so much to talk about. And and people are being so, you know. I know I pushed how awesome it is that it's fall, but I'm uh, in the last episode. But I honestly turned into a real fall (laughs) freak. I'm a fall guy
1: yeah <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but, but I just I like the idea of you know uh, things are making changes. Uh, I feel I'm hoping that we're in a positive change now and in a positive place and and yeah, and I just feel good and you know what um, starting up again, Charlie last week was amazing and our guest this week is also amazing. Um, he's a great guy he's uh he's a comedy guy but he's also a politician and he also uh wrote his first um book about fitness and uh, and his name is is Nate Clark he's the best Nate
1: checks a lot of boxes for us because he's a funny guy uh, yes. comedian creative type but then also uh, an expert when it comes to health and fitness and what he did specifically, and then also wrote a motherfucking book about
0: it. Yeah. It's a real book. It's he a real it. book. It's a great book. We have the book. And, um, and after you listen to the part with him on it, and us interviewing him and just talking to him about everything and his whole journey, um, you should feel compelled to get it. Also, there'll be a little deal um, afterwards that we can chat about as well. So, um, right. make sure that you listen to that part. Uh, but before we get to that, um, we just wanted to check in with each other for a tiny bit. Stanger, how you feeling? You feeling good?
1: I feel good, man. Uh, everything's going good over here. Uh, workouts are going good. Um, food's fine. Yeah. Uh, definitely not missing any meals, but, uh, nothing new to report there. Uh, we're both we're both continuing on the Peloton journey, uh, so prepare yourselves for a future Peloton episode. She's sure. got some Peloton bombshells, uh, so I've been having fun with that, and so you guys can uh, you know wait to hear about that. We'll get into it real specific in a big episode about it. Yeah, uh, so that's been going good. Um, Nancy's been Nancy started a whole new lifting program workout oh, cool. program. She hired an online coach. Maybe we can get her on to talk about that at some point. That'd be awesome, yeah. Uh, so she's, like, but she's going full uh, meal prep. Oh wow, um, you know, doing all that shit. You know, fo- following this exact program and really trying to honor it. So that's been interesting to see her kind of go through all that stuff. Yeah, stuff she used to roll her eyes at for me. Now she's, she's locked doing. in. Yeah, So yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's
0: almost the same thing that we were talking about last week with with um, Sanders, where it was just like. It's not until you experience the runner's high that you understand what the runner's high is. Yeah, and you start like, oh, okay, I get it. I yeah, get it. and it's fun. Um, yeah, I um, am still away. I'm away from the family, which I miss my family dearly. Um, and uh, But I've locked in my food, obviously, because I'm just by myself, and it it makes me more sad to, like, kind of fall off the wagon during this time than it would be to just lock it in. I feel like there's more of a purpose I have. You're in work Um, mode. I'm in work mode, exactly. Yeah. Um, So my workouts have felt like they're in work mode. My my meals have felt like they're in work mode. And I feel good overall. And maybe that's part of the reason why, you know. And, you know, unfortunately for my wife, (laughs) I'm not home. But fortunately for me all honesty, I'm sleeping more. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking advantage of it. I'm just going to get the most I can. So then when I do get back home, you know, I can take over and, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's a winding road being it a parent. Is, well, here's
1: what would be bullshit. You know, you so you're asking them to make sacrifices, which they are. And, uh, and so in return, you're making sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you can be, you know, be the be the best at your job that you can be, that you can rest and recover, so that when you're when you do come home, you'll be able to you know pick up a lot of slack. Yeah. Now it would be bullshit if you just went off and kind of partied and stayed
0: out and didn't sleep and didn't take care of yourself. Right. When
1: you were, when you got this kind of gift of having a little bit
0: more free time. Right. And instead, um, I've I've just tried to be a better version of myself for when I get home and for here, and it yeah. makes me feel better. Um, and uh, you know, and, and in the same way, it's like I am here for a reason, and I'm I'm, I'm working, and um, and there's nothing I can do as far as I can't go home tomorrow and leave no, the job. You're in it. So you know, the guilt of it just has to go away, and then just what I can do, I try to do. Yeah, uh, signed a fucking contract. You, yeah, so I'm just you trying signed to stay a fucking contract mentally. Man. Positive about the fact that mentally irregular. What I'm doing is what I'm doing around it. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Hey, um, I want
1: to officially throw down my endorsement for the vice president of the United States on <laughs> the rock. The rock giving his endorsement for the vice president. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not wrong. I mean, that's he's the, not wrong, uh, but
0: he's a couple weeks behind. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um uh yes so that's what's been going on over here in um in the huge world I still haven't posted anything on my um Corderoid's Instagram yet We will yet, it's coming but uh it will and uh and we are going to post uh a uh a link to Nate Clark's book yes um a- around this episode um after you hear... Um, the interview with him. It's fascinating. And it's awesome. And uh, well, let's like, go
2: to it. No, I'm so glad you guys um, asked me to do this. Like I, the, the podcast is so great. And I'm like, really excited to talk about this.
0: Well, it was so it. crazy. Cause it was like, I mentioned uh, Stanger and I decided we're like, Hey, we need to take a new, little bit of a hiatus. Cause it's just like, you know, just to kind of get to, to get back on track and to just give ourselves a break. And right when the, right after we recorded the episode, we were like, we're taking a break. You sent me that email. Like my book is out. I'm like, (laughs) what? And it's like perfect for the podcast and it's perfect for, you know, but you know, it, it, what's great about it is it gave us an opportunity to read it and also an opportunity for it to be out for a little while so that, you know, um, it's available for people to um, get. Um, But it's, Amazing. So
1: how, how do you guys know, do you know from UCB New York or something? UCB LA. UCB LA. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. yeah we were, um, uh, we were on quick and funny musicals together. Oh, great. Okay. Great. Yeah. We Perfect. sang it out. Together. We sang it out and I have still, I was producing the show until February, uh, January of this year and then stopped. So crazy. Okay. So hanging in there
1: and yeah. then, uh, and so that's how you guys know each other. And then I'm trying to think, Nate, when did, have we met? We haven't met that. I haven't spent that much time with you. Maybe like once or
2: twice met passing. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe in passing, like at in an passing. old Passing. I know Alan. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from improv. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because Quick and Funny is like so... Kind of outside of the. It is. Yeah. It yeah. really
0: is. Yeah, well, it's kind of playing yeah. into the musical theater world of UCB, and people don't want to be involved in that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people yeah. feel like it's
0: yeah, it's different people.
1: I can't I mean, fucking sing. otherwise
0: yeah. I would. I mean, yeah, I, have I mean, you voice. suck. Also, I suck. Like you, you're Fair not enough. good at the sketch part at, of it, and then not you're not good, good at nothing good at the musical.
1: Part I'm of not it. good at nothing.
0: I will say that um, my son <laughs> woke up from his nap. Um, a couple of days ago and my wife sent me a video of him just in his bed singing many mumbling mice and going up, like doing,
2: like Half working steps. on his,
0: yeah, working on his <laughs> vocal ups. I'm like, and he just heard it from me. Just like, I, I guess he has like this little stuffed animal that's a mouse and I would sing it. Yeah. And he started singing it, man. So now that's I think he's going to get them pipes, baby.
2: Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, Carrie has Alan's, um, lack of musical (laughs) understanding. Like he's pretty good. At least it's not here on the open. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I mean, everybody has strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, you know what? My kid, um, I got a 10 year old and he plays piano and if he's just singing, he doesn't, it doesn't sound right. But when he's playing piano, (laughs) He can sing the notes. Ooh. So as okay. long as he's playing on the piano, he can match it whatever note he's
0: playing. Ah, good. Nice. So you nice. don't know, it could be, you know. Yeah. Later. Fingers yeah. crossed. It's a, it's yeah. a later situation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then that was a um, way that we knew each other. And then we would work out in the park a little bit together.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were part of that crew. He was part of the, the yeah. Did you guys know crew. each other when you were out of shape, when both of you were out of shape? I mean,
0: yes,
2: ish. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. fit. I mean, um, the, I mean, I'm speaking
2: for myself. I'm not.
0: I'm not. Oh no, I agree. Like when I was, when I was, um, when we were doing <laughs> uh, Quick and Funny Musicals when it first started, I was like just starting to. So just starting to get into it. Get into it. I think because okay. um, it was one of the very first things that I was really like that show, uh, Quick and Funny Musicals was one of like my favorite things to do in LA and favorite shows to do and it was at the time where you know I, I wanted that in my you know, like I just I loved having that in my life and I was also trying to feel better and um you know um and get somewhat fit so it was happening right around the time that that show was starting so I could see the transformation in shows almost like from pictures of shows. Um, and, uh, and, and that's kind of neat. I can go back to pictures and go like, Oh, look, I'm on my way. Um, but yeah. And then, and then I feel like I got locked into it, um, there and then started doing these workouts in the park because I just, you know, just a lot of people in our community, And I mean, it's the same reason we got into this podcast, just a lot of people in this in the community of comedy just didn't want to didn't see fitness as part of their personality.
2: Yeah, totally, totally. That's I mean, it's really like the reason I wrote the book, too, was because it um, so many people like I, I was kind of inspired to write this book by a comedy writer friend of mine who was working out at my gym. And he. Was only doing cardio, like just on the treadmill, and he told me he was too nervous to work in the weight room. Like he was like intimidated by those guys, and it was like, oh my god, like I know, I know what that feels like. So I just, I I wanted to kind of share that.
0: Man, it hits home. Your book hits. Oh yeah. So let's let's. Well, Nate, take us through. Take us
1: through leading up to the book. So you you went through a major, multiple major fitness transformations and then ultimately kind of culminated with one that that stuck and then inspired you to ultimately write the book. But, but just real quickly before you got to the book, talk us through, you know, kind of growing up and, uh, and, and your various, you know, stops and starts.
2: Yeah. So I was, um, I was a, I was a fat kid. Um, and, you know, growing up, like I'm bisexual and I was, um, of above average intelligence and so I (laughs) wasn't I wasn't a cool kid and I never I just never really fit in and it's weird because my dad uh, was a phys ed teacher and is really athletic still goes to the gym in his 70s Uh, my brother played AAU basketball like you know there there are a lot of athletes in the family and it just never stuck with me I'm like not particularly coordinated. So I don't do great with team sports. Um, And I really just always was fighting to lose fat. And I thought I was trying to find the right way to do it. And usually it was like so misguided because I was, I I had the, uh, the phase of running 40 to 60 miles a week. I ran a whole bunch of marathons, like, I tried CrossFit, I've tried, I'll have like a phase where I really dive head first into way too much exercise. And then I lose some weight. But at the same time, I was eating all kinds of bullshit and not really paying attention to it. Um, yeah. And so then I would yeah, gain really, all the weight back.
1: It's really relatable. I mean, you talk about in the book, uh, you know, being burdened with all this cardio that you're doing. And then you know, that's completely unsustainable, just from a pure, even if you have the energy and the motivation just from a time standpoint, you know, fitting all that shit in. And then also the, the, the level of restriction to where you would then have to like, you know, eat in your car (laughs) hidden, you know, that kind of stuff too, where you're like binging, you know, in your car and that kind of stuff. So it's just like these, you know, multiple unsustainable things because you never have the right mindset kind of going into it.
2: Yeah. 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 That's what it was. It's like, I mean, I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder, but Man, I just I'll, I fucking I will hit that pint of ice cream night after night sure. after night. <laughs> like I just
0: uh, yeah, eat my feelings. I think it's hard. I think I think it's one of those things too that people can relate to especially if you grew up you know, on top of um everything else but like growing up having extra weight on you or, or being a fat kid or you know, it's just a tough, it's it's a tough road that if you didn't grow up that way, um, it, it stays with you. And it takes a while for that to start getting chipped away. And it's just like, there is nothing, like, I don't think people realize that, you know, when you grow up bigger, it's also the, during the time where other kids are picking on you. And then the only way that you are going to get smaller at that time was to join these team sports where those people that picked on you were the main people in those sports. Yeah. So then you just felt like you're even out of your element for trying and they'll make sure you feel like you're out of your element for trying. And it's just like, it's a lose, lose. And then, especially then, um, now maybe kids uh, are, are, are luckier to, to not experience that. It's like the idea of exercising outside of a sport was if you were out on a run or a jog as a kid to exercise, you'd get made fun of even more. Yeah. Yeah. If you showed up in a gym and they were like, you're not on the wrestling team and you're in the gym, it's like, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, there's like that whole thing that like, I don't know if it was an eating disorder that we had as kids, as much as that was the only thing that people weren't picking on us. If I was in a dark room and nobody saw me eating, (laughs) you know, the um, the McDonald's, which I just saw this Instagram of uh, McDonald's in the nineties and how everything had like the styrofoam um, <laughs> you know containers.
1: And, they, like, had those,
0: the, yeah, yeah, I remember like, the it, yellow, I remember the yellow yeah, containers. And, yeah, like those the like kind of, DLT where it was like separated. Wow. Anyways,
1: McDLT.
0: Yeah, you know how to you know it's just uh, you know, they keep yeah, it cool yeah, yeah. on one side and they keep it hot <laughs> on the other.
2: <laughs> Anyways
0: it made uh, sense. <laughs> it made sense.
2: They're just Correct. out to—they're out to screw us all and the planet, whatever way they can. Yes, yeah. make yeah. a buck. Like yeah. they don't get unbelievable. A <laughs> Pollute your body and the earth. Why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Way to break it down, McDonald's. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So I don't. So you know, and that whole journey, and then you become an adult, and it's just hard to ever feel like you can transition into a healthy lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And, and it's it's like, can I can I I'll just jump in. Like I I feel like it's not just we're talking about our experience as fat kids and like how that's impacted us, but really like all of these corporations are selling us this food. Yeah. Yes. To the point that like everybody has an eating disorder. Cause we're all addicted to eating shit that isn't good for us that we don't need. And it's it's affecting
0: everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. marketing companies should be winning the Emmys. And the Oscars every year because they're yeah. able to subliminally or just outright just make us all believe that what we're eating already is wrong and not as juicy or as good as the thing that they have that costs, you know, a cent because it's not made of real food
2: anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like what
1: you're talking about, um, the obesity epidemic and how uh, the collective conscience has kind of shifted, like we've adjusted and changed where we place our standards because, you know, you have the ideal body presented by the media, which is unobtainable. And then you have the reality that we're all in based on the amount of food that is being sold and marketed to us. So we've all just had to kind of make this adjustment and get ourselves okay with being fat and out of shape and unhealthy as a society. And so that you know when people feel like they're up against it or there's nothing that they can do they're not wrong. I mean it's you know the, the this the deck's really stacked against you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: totally. I think I I listened to your episode from last week and stanger you were talking about Instagram and it's like you know we've all just been conditioned to sort of live vicariously through other people's experiences and looking at like other people's body types. And we're just all day flipping and flicking through other humans like, and comparing ourselves to them. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely a reasonable psychological defense for us to rebel against that by saying like, I'm good enough. But really, like, pushing in the opposite direction and, like, mm. like, I don't want to – almost embracing bad behavior as, like, a fuck you to the guy that has the six-pack all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, see that. I see that. I even see a, a separation, like, okay, so that's fit people and that's not me, so – I'm just, I won't even try. I, I mean, I won't try. even try. Won't even be I'm not there. even yeah. there. Yeah, because I'm not going to look like this person that literally <laughs> used Photoshop and then got themselves that lean
0: using diuretics for four hours to take the picture. And also, you know,
1: that's not did, their reality forever. And did a, totally. shoot,
0: did yeah. a shoot where they changed six outfits in that <laughs> after they cut. They went to a bunch of different locations, went to like that hiking trail, took all those pictures, and then those are just stored in their cloud. Yeah, they roll them out all year. You roll them out all year. It's one day they got it's one day they did it. And then they're and then they're also putting that huge cheat meal out. And they're going like, today's the day. And
2: it's like, no. That shit drives me crazy when you see some like impossibly fit person being like, Decided to eat this whole cake today. So here it is. Mm." Yeah. In the trash immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That, so talk to so, so yeah. So, talk. so so now we're in a, so we're in the world where you tried CrossFit for a while. You tried this. You tried that. And you know, at this point too. And you mentioned it in your book. You're not a young buck necessarily, as far as everybody
2: <laughs> is concerned. Is that a nice way of putting it? Yeah. 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 It's very sweet. Thank it, you. It,
0: you're not at yeah yeah at the time that you were like locking it in
2: yeah yeah I was um so it really the this this transformation happened for me right after I lost my race for city council in West Hollywood and um that race was just it was really emotionally taxing for a lot of reasons it was right after Trump had won and had just taken office etc but as I was running around from campaign events and like opportunities to speak. I was doing the thing where I was sitting in my car, like eating fast food, eating bags of potato chips and just kind of like, I don't know if this happens for you guys, but like, I'll eat this stuff and I'll just, I'll just say to myself, okay, I just got, I'm just going to do this one thing. Like, this is my, I just got to eat it right now, but I'm going to tomorrow, I'm going to get back on track. Like I'm going to get rid of these habits and I'm, but you physically start to feel like shit eating that stuff I mean it really it's it does impact your body and so a few months after um I was on that uh on that campaign trail and after I lost and I had some free time I like basically took all the energy that I had been pouring into politics and shifted toward myself because I had spent six months like trying to work in the community and putting all that energy out there. And it was like, I need to figure out how to fix myself first before I try to do anything else to fix the world. Yeah. And that was really like, it was that introspection that led me down the road of like, well, why do I keep looking for answers outside of me? Like running 40 miles a week or spending all this money on classes, yoga classes, CrossFit classes, like money that I didn't have instead of like, well, why are you eating that Snickers bar at two in the morning? Like, why does your body need that? Like, does, right. what's the purpose of, like every bit of food has its own place and like all the macronutrients have like, there are reasons why your body is engineered to use them. But when you eat them at the wrong time, and you're not actually eating to serve the activities that you're doing. It gets stored as fat and, and you feel like shit. So you, you
1: in the book, you have this reverse pyramid um, that I really like. And it, I'll describe it for people. They should pick up the book if they want to see it, but it's, it's, so you have it like labeled as essential on the top and then less important on the bottom And then it, you know, it's like an upside down pyramid and you start with the most important thing that one would need to focus on to make these kind of lasting changes is your state of mind. And then it goes to calories and macros. Then it goes to strength training. Then it goes to cardiovascular exercise and then everything else. And I really loved it because, you know, you feel like you can, you know, you have some fucked up psychology and I do and everybody does. And you think that you can kind of run yourself out of it. Like, I'll just do enough fucking cardio and, uh, and I'll be able to, you know, have these kind of binge meals. I'll have the little secret ice cream that I hide that nobody sees or whatever, but it never really works. You don't ever stick with it enough. You can never do enough cardio. So you have to fix that state of mind. Like you have to find out like what's going on in your state of mind. And then once you handle that, then it all falls into place and you very wisely have calories and macros next, because that's the next most important thing. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, you can't run your way into like a rip, rip physique. It's gotta be, you know, diet. Certainly important strength training, but but the cardio down there right before everything else because it's just it's just this trap that people get into of like kind of just thinking that they can run out of it or elliptical themselves out of it because I I know it and I'm still kind of a victim of it. I'll still put a little bit too much of a precedent like, oh, I didn't get that long cardio session in today. It was kind of a wasted day and it's really not, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I like that. I like that you kind of flipped on. I felt like that was really something different that I hadn't seen in this kind of because you, like you talk about everybody's got their angle on you know oh it's got to be these calories it has got to be keto it's got to right. be this but what's what's happening with the state of mind like what what's going on in people's brains and you know that's that's unique to the individual and if you can kind of solve that then you're you're there you know you'll be able to figure it out you'll crack it
0: you know yeah, and that's you, and that's also an ongoing thing is to yeah, keep that state of mind going totally. Because yeah. it'll keep changing, especially with the environment that our world has become. <laughs> it's going to be constantly changing and constantly challenged. So, yeah. you know, how do you find that state of mind? How do you get to that place where it, it can be in a positive place where you can focus on your, on your macros and can focus on that? Be, especially for all of us that have those moments where it's just like, man, I'm already, I have to stay in my house also because of the smoke? um
2: can't I eat this big bowl of spaghetti (laughs) yeah no I mean this this um this quarantine the pandemic it's just it's been it's like I keep calling it the corandemic because (laughs) I feel like the idea that we're trapped in our houses like the physical it's like being in jail and it really does have a Have health repercussions that that haven't even been studied, and we'll and on kids and everybody, like we'll get it, we'll see it later. Yeah, it's funny, not funny. It's really actually kind of sad. Alan's grandmother, who's in assisted living, she's in her late eighties and she's been great. She's been doing great, and about a month and a half, two months into the quarantine, when they were when she was just isolated in her room, full on dementia set in. And there's all the science shows that loneliness and isolation, when you don't have that interaction with other human beings and you're not talking and you're kind of like sitting by yourself, that's when it hits you in old age and yeah, it's bad, but it's like that to some extent is affecting all of us all the time right now. Yeah.
1: We're losing that kind of positive stimulation from the outside world and interaction. Yeah. What, what, what was your, what was your state of mind breakthrough? What, what, what would you say uh, for this, this kind of lasting time around? Like what happened? You mentioned politics, you had this major life thing happen and then you focused on yourself, but what was it like? What crystallized for you?
2: I think um, I hate to, I hate to say that it's personal responsibility, but it's really just like the introspection, like, All of the other things that I participated in, the running all the time, even the like trying ketogenic diets, trying Atkins, trying South Beach. Um, I was on Weight Watchers when I was or I was on I went to Jenny Craig when I was like 12 years old. All of those things are external. It's basically creating a framework to change your body from the outside in so that then you feel good about yourself. And I really just spent some time thinking, like asking myself, well, why do I, I wanna eat this thing? Or why do I not feel good in my body? Why am I looking for some way to fix something externally instead of just like spending some time with myself and trying to alleviate the guilt and recognize that like we have all been manipulated to eat things we don't need to eat and to buy things that we don't need to buy. And if you're paying attention to it, you just can stop doing it or at least like recognize when you're when you're participating in that and kind of take a step back and say, like, oh, I'm eating this hamburger right now because I think it makes me feel better. Or I really like the taste or differentiating between those two things like yeah. feeling and taste. And I think for me, that's what it was. It was just really like introspection.
0: Uh, this episode is brought to you by magic spoon hey stanger you know we love this stuff because we do as kids we wanted that sugary sugary cereal while we were watching our morning morning cartoons listen that that cereal sold because it was delicious
1: yeah bought it and it was like this crazy treat that you got to have in the morning. And I guess it got kids to eat breakfast in the morning or something. So, that But it was so bad. But it's bad. I mean, it's
0: literal junk. It's dessert. Yeah, it was dessert for breakfast. And then kids with crazy amounts of sugar in their system getting through the rest of the day. I mean, no wonder <laughs> there were so many fights on a bus in the yeah, morning.
1: Oh, no question. And, dude, I used to have to hang with the kind of like kids whose parents were a little more neglectful to get that cereal too, you know? <laughs> it's like my mom would occasionally let us have but like I'd go to like a friend's house where it was just like, hey, Lucky Charms or whatever, you know, you're allowed to have whatever you wanted. Yeah. No problemo, And they went know? for
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? As adults, you want to still have that kind of feeling of nostalgia and also that taste, but you don't want to feel guilty for it. And that's where Magic Spoon comes in because they're cereals are amazing taste-wise, and there's zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbohydrates in each serving. They really, they really solved it. it. It tastes amazing.
1: It's honestly too good to be true. How is it possible? They've got four amazing flavors. Uh, you can get the cocoa, you can get fruity, you can get frosted, you can get blueberry. You we're love gonna that dish, blueberry. You yeah, we're going to dish blueberry. on our favorites. I, the blueberry guys shocked me. Yeah, I was. I tried the blueberry. I was shook. I had. I thought. I tried the other stuff first. I went for like the obvious choices, and then I was like, blueberry. I bet it'll be whatever. Your favorite. My favorite. My favorite. I put that. Uh, and I and I challenge anybody to try it and see if it's not. See if they're not surprised by how good the blueberry is.
0: Yeah, and you know what? All of these are keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. So, why not give it a try? It is so. Delicious. I'm still going cocoa. Yeah, you're a cocoa guy. I'm a cocoa guy. You can't
1: go wrong with cocoa. And let me tell you something. Maybe you're not a breakfast person. Put this in a bowl and snack on it as a little post-dinner dessert. You, You want a little crunch while you're watching TV,
0: something sweet and crunchy. This is the way to do it. This is it. I mean, and, and that's the way you're going to do it. And you're still getting 12 grams of protein per serving? That's amazing. No, you're making gains, guilt-free gains. Get them guilt-free gains. And the way you can do it is to go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and grab the variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code dumbbells at checkout to get free shipping so you get it to your house for free. Magic and sp- Yeah, Magic Spoon is so confident
1: in their product, it's backed with a 100% guaranteed, 100% happiness guarantee.
0: So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Yep so then um here's a here's a thing that um always happens and uh and and I'll bring it up with you because I just want to know how you feel about it people will look at you now then And go like, well, that's easy for you to say, Nate. Look at you, man! You're in great shape, and you you wrote this book about being in great shape. And you know, sure, you used to be in that, but even when you were fat, you were not fat towards like in the way that I think that I was fat, or the way that I see myself as fat. And you say it's so easy to just kind of—I mean, you didn't say it was easy, but like you just have to like look into yourself and do it. Like, yeah, that's easy for you because look at you now. So then it's just like. You know, and it's not our job, just like everything. It's not my job to convince anybody else. You need to convince yourself to get there. But like, you know, like what can, is there ways within that, um, that self-realization, those moments where you go, I'm I'm feeling this for myself and going like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in that transitional point. Like there might be people out there that are like right on the cusp that might need a little bit of that external help to um kind of cheer them on to get there uh, people i sh- i i
1: just want to say too people should know what what was your body fat percentage right before uh you really got into this last fitness r- i mean close to 30% yeah
2: it was there was one dexa that was 30 30- 32 and one that was 27. I think I can't, I can't remember. So that's, that's, that's
1: high. That's up there. And I just want people to know that. So they don't think that Nate's just coming on here being like a
0: naturally thin guy.
1: That's just, (laughs) Hey, here's my secret to success. My great genetics. And and that's the
0: thing. And that's the thing also that I feel like people, you know, it, it is that trigger and it is one of those things. And it's because of Instagram. I mean, it's because of way before that, it's because of media and everything is you you look at it you know you you'd see the before and after picture, and even the before you're like, well, you were still if I was where that was, I would have been <laughs> yeah. happy you know and that 's because it's your own journey and, and and how you see yourself and what you know um so it's just you know it's just a it's a hard thing to to touch on, and I feel like in your book you you touch on it you, you more than touch on it, but you get through it so well that it's relatable, but you know, for somebody to pick it up and start feeling that they can be part of it is its own kind of, you know, breakthrough that they have to go through.
2: Yeah. And I tried, that's I I really so the first thing I really didn't want to fat shame anybody in this book. And I hope I hope that I've not done that. I worked really hard with my editor to make sure yeah. I wasn't saying anything that felt like I was telling someone else what their body should be like. That's not the purpose of any of this. The purpose of the book and the purpose of fitness, in my opinion, is that you should be asking yourself, like, where do I, how do I feel? And really how you feel is separate from Instagram. And it's yeah, separate from what the guy is benching across the room from you. It's a totally different thing. It's like, what, what is I, he benching though? What <laughs> is he benching? What way is? more that like way more plates than I could ever <laughs> hope. How's the <laughs> form though? Yeah, how's that form? Yeah. 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 Which is we- like the most important thing. It's yeah. the most important thing. And people yeah. don't, a lot of, like like the buddy that I was referring to at the beginning who's a comedy writer and didn't want to go in the weight room, he's not intimidated because somebody has good form. He's intimidated because the guy has 25 plates on either side and he's screaming while he's yeah. pushing that bar. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, and, and- you
0: feel that asshole presence <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it triggers us to those, you know, those kid years. However, it, wherever you were, you were still bullied to a certain extent where that, that kind of, um, um, feeling from, from what he was bringing
2: out was triggering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I just, I think if anybody's taking something away from this book, it's going to be two things. The first thing is ask yourself how you feel like mm-hmm. really, really do that kind of inner work. And the second thing is, I've tried to give some mathematical formulas for the so physics awesome. of yes. what weight loss is, because yes. it's like, it's all convoluted by all these different fads and people selling you shit and different exercise regimes and all of it. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's basic physics. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you
0: break down something like within that, that, so people understand what you're, you're doing in the book. As yeah, far as, I so. mean, other than the triangle, like, cause that's within it, Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, and I don't feel like I'm that good at like looking at things that have textbook moments in it, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, I get it. You know? <laughs> that, well, yeah, that's
1: what I, cause Eugene and I do like hours and hours of doing this show and then trying to figure out different succinct ways to explain stuff. I mean, I really feel like you nailed a lot of the cutting edge of what's going on here and just like, hey, real simple. This is kind of where you need to focus on. This is what's happening and this is what you should be looking at. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's and it just takes work to kind of edit it all down into a way that you can like in a chapter, you can kind of get the idea of because it's weird if you if you're around gyms or you exercise a lot, it kind of becomes your language. But then when you step outside a little bit and try to explain it to somebody, it's just like. You know, you just end up. You get way too far into the weeds.
0: Yeah. Versus,
1: like, I feel like in your book, you put in like these really nice, succinct terms to where, oh yeah, calorie deficit, and talk about the hidden sugars, and you know. Anyway, I'll let you
2: expound. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it is it can be confusing when you first start to look at it, but at the end of the day, it it is ultimately about the number of calories that you consume versus the amount of calories or energy that you expend, and. We're all expending energy just by breathing and being alive. And so one of the first things that I recommend people do when they decide that they want to make a change or they're starting on this journey is to figure out what their starting point is. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is to get the most accurate body fat measurement that you can afford to get or is available to you wherever you live. So I mentioned I did a DEXA scan, which I'm a big fan of, but people are doing the um, hyperbaric chambers or the bod pod or the, um, you can use fat calipers, you can use the scales, um, all of these, the the bioelectrical impotence scales, all of these things, you just, you get that number, and you get the most accurate number that you possibly can. And then you look at it and you say, okay, well, I have 20 pounds of fat that I want to lose. You know, physically, based on science, how much energy is in that 20 pounds of fat. We, we know that conventional wisdom tells us that there are 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, you need to burn 3,500 calories to lose that pound of fat. Mm-hmm. And so how you end up going about that, based on the activity that you can fit into your life and the foods that you have access to is totally at your discretion. You can do it however you want. Um, The second thing that I would want people to take away from this book is that we've all been trained to try to lose weight by starving ourselves in one way or another, either by limiting our calories to the point that it invokes the starvation response or by exercising to the point that we've burned so much energy that it's unsustainable and our bodies are eg- fucking exhausted. Yeah. And that isn't a long term solution either. So, once you can really figure out exactly how much you wanna lose and then break it down by, well, how many calories at 3,500 calories, if I wanna lose a pound a week, if I wanna lose a pound a month, how many calories do I need to be in a deficit each day of the month in order to get there? Right. And use that as your starting point.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it takes the mystery out. You know, I mean, this stuff
1: can feel really mysterious. You know, especially when we talk about identity, and if you have that kind of baked into you that you're a fat kid or whatever, then it's like it it becomes uh, like this your life mantra of like, well, the, none of this stuff works for me. I don't know where to start. I don't know where I am, and so you just you don't ever do it because it seems insurmountable. You know, yeah. versus like, okay, hey, look, Dexter skin straight up, this is where I am. Whatever you know, whatever it is okay, got that information, and then now this is how I proceed. You know, it, just, it, does, yeah. it, it does kind of start to small the world down a little bit and give you a feeling of control. Because I think, you know, if you, if you, like I suffer some, from some compulsive eating tendencies, you know, the, you lose control, and then it, that's, that's a scary feeling. It doesn't feel good, you know, to not have control. And so I think yeah. having that, arming yourself with that information allows you some level of control, you know, so you have some agency over what you're doing.
0: I mean, it also, you know, like the whole being able to be mentally ready to start, you know, uh, allow yourself to be mentally ready to start is the big is the big thing. And knowing that it's it's just it's so hard for people because of everything that is around us to to um, be okay with things taking time. And, um, and it's like, if anything that this last six months of this (laughs) pandemic has taught us, it's that it, it's takes time and, uh, and that's okay. And, you know, because it's still hard, you know, it's that trigger thing for me, even when it's hard to be completely honest, to hear you say like, you know, 3,500 calories, you know, if you want to lose a pound in a month, it's like, why would I want to lose just a pound in a month? <laughs> you know, like uh, automatically you're like, yeah, that's not yeah. enough. That's not enough. If I'm going to go for lose it, a pound an I got to do. Yeah. I needed to lose a pound today. How about yeah. a pound a day? So that's 3,500 calories that I need to, you know, and it's that that, it's that kind of, if I'm in that mentality, it's like that all or nothing mentality. And then you need to go for it. And if you don't get there, then you beat yourself up for not getting there that fast. And it's just like that realization that shit takes time. And, you know, if you're, if you're on the road of getting healthy, that means that your time is extended. So take the time, you know, and it's just but it's hard. It's still hard. And it's still I still have to convince myself when you, you know, say that, you know, a pound a week. It's like, I mean, a pound a week makes sense. But I'm like, a pound, once you said a pound a month, I'm like, Eat. No, no,
2: no. come on, man. But yeah. it's like it comes full circle to the mental health sort yeah. of and the stress yes. aspect of it. Because like, especially now, like I'm watching my two year old for half the day because we don't have any kind of child care yeah. as well. So time is the most precious resource that we have. I don't have an hour and a half or two hours a day to go and exercise and run around the neighborhood and whatever. Like it really it all comes down to, OK, you you want to lose, sure, maybe you want to lose two pounds in a week, that's what you want to lose. But what are you forsaking in order to dedicate that time and energy, right? And if you don't really have the right energy balance, and you're burning all that energy toward that, but then you're also working your job. And you're exhausted. At what point is your body going to rebel against that? At what point is your body gonna say, like, look, I need some more fucking calories. Like I can't I can't do this. Yeah. And then you yeah. give up on everything. It all, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. It's a house of cards, right? Yeah. That's a good analogy, Ryan. Eh, it's fine. And I mean, it'll hey, do for this. On.
2: House of cards.
1: I fucking
0: pulled that out, <laughs> sure. man. Yeah. It's exactly what we were all searching for, and I had it. I don't think I right mean, there. <laughs> I feel like there's a chance that Nate would have gotten to the thing that we're going to, that makes the most sense, but I guess we'll take House <laughs> of Cards for now.
2: It's House like of Cards,
0: Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, weirdly, Stanger's
1: talking about the show <laughs> House of Cards. No, no, I'm talking about the uh, recording he did after the scandal oh, where he oh, was yeah. in character.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> hey,
1: where he's like cooking or something. That's the fucking craziest thing. I, goddamn, I got to rewatch
0: that. That was the, uh, it doesn't I, even make sense. Was
2: that, <laughs> was that this year? Because I'm kind of in this mindset of like putting everything that has ever happened that was crazy into 2020. Yeah. 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 I put I mean, it into this year. I would put it into week. this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it I'm, could have, it could have been 19, but it's very 2020 behavior. Yeah, I tell it's you very 2020
0: behavior for that to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so how long have you been, um, how long did you work on the book to, uh, feel like it got to this awesome place that it's at? Oh,
2: the, um, first off, thank you. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a couple of years and it was originally supposed to, uh, come out in December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was working with some other people, like the editors that I hired to, to help me with it and, and decided to wait and push it. Um, and then the the pandemic happened. So it it was, um, it's been, it's been really weird kind of trying to, to launch a book during, this, sure, during yeah. this pandemic, but I'm excited. And I feel like it's a slow roll. The audiobook is produced and it'll be coming out soon. And I've got a couple of good reviews and my hope is that I can build a little bit more momentum before, um, New Year's resolutions and people start really searching for, well, what's the thing I'm going to do? How am I going to approach this? Um, yeah. And also, you know, a large portion of the book is about strength training. And my feeling about that is that you need to be training with resistance, like with weights yeah. that are quantifiable. And the best place to do that is in a gym. Yes. And we, <laughs> we can't do that now. So right.
1: it's kind of hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, but what you say in it, I mean, it does, it gets you excited to go back to a gym, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, you, you've got an interesting take
1: on sugar. Uh, Eugene and I uh, talk about, you know, people with their being evasive around how they're actually having their sugar. And you've got a more straight ahead approach that I liked Um uh, do you remember you, you, well, you remember obviously that you, cause you fucking wrote it, but, uh, but we're just like, just have your shirt. Like if you're compelled, if you want to have like the ice cream or whatever it is, it's like, have it. And then, you know, ultimately move on, you know? Yeah. So
2: you're, yeah. are you talking about, um, like what I, what some people refer to as cheat meals and, and I refer to as eating off plan. Is that what yes. you're? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I it's again like just trying to take some of the guilt out of that process, like even if it's subliminal when you say cheat, like the word cheat has a specific connotation and it's not positive. Like it's not. Yeah, I
0: mean we we bring that up on this podcast all the, all the time. The idea time. of yeah. cheat
2: meals or whatever, like get them out of
0: your get them out of your head, and and you know, and and the idea of off plan is just, I mean, just like everything else in the book, it just feels like it's definable in the way that <laughs> we have done almost 200 of these episodes and we haven't got came up with anything close to <laughs> Come on. any kind of
2: uh, talk that you have, but yes.
0: So off plan
2: eating. Yeah. And just, so life is so hard right now in particular. Yeah. And, and we've all been conditioned like lab rats to to respond to certain kinds of foods emotionally Mm -hmm. and psychologically. And and we do it. And also there's a chemical response. There's something physical that happens when you have a whole bunch of fat or you have a whole bunch of sugar. There's something actually that physically happens to your body. And we've been trained to feel better when we have that response to feel like we have more energy or that we're happier. Um, And if you need to lean on that, during this pandemic, like, do it. The first thing you need to be taking care of right now is your mental health. Like, mm-hmm. but when you do it, when you lean on that, all I'm advocating for is that you kind of recognize like, oh, this is, this is um, an addictive behavior or this is a behavior that's um, off plan. It goes against my goals. It goes against the things that I'm trying to hold myself accountable for. But if you recognize that you're still the one making the decision to eat it, then you can kind of give yourself a little bit of, I don't want to say permission, but recognize that like you're having a setback and tomorrow you have another opportunity to try again, yeah, to get back on plan.
1: Back on plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That it totally makes sense. I was even, uh, the thing that I was uh, thinking of was the sugar for sugar's sake yeah um, I liked that, <laughs> and i you know what you know what surprised me too was you were talking about like glycemic index and then like uh you know how like the refined flour is you know is hitting you harder sometimes than the sugar and than pure, I, you sugar. Know, than pure sugar and that kind of like i mean i guess i i mean I understood that conceptually, but I didn't think you know you always think of like sugar as kind of being like the worst thing, but it's just like, yeah, shit, man, that's fucking wild that you're uh you know, how bad the refined sugar. And then you got the gym teacher talking about donuts. It's great. You know, like, uh, it's great. Like what sticks with you, you know, like you think I always say on this show, like when the student's ready, the teacher appears, you know, and you have stuff in your life that like will always kind of yeah. hang with you. And you're like, yeah. Oh wow. that That really like makes sense. You know, that's, that's hanging with me. That's why I think like you know, picking up a book like this is would be good for people that are that want to get started or looking to like start a program, because there's a lot in here uh, that you would find. I think that will that that kind of hits home, it's, it hits home because it's somebody that's like literally been through it all. And it's yeah. just like, okay, this is I did it, guys. And this is what you need to focus on. This is let me uh, let me save you a lot of heartache. Yeah, you know, from going down all these other bullshit, which paths also
0: includes and, the programming, which is great. Yeah, 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 totally
2: oh thank you but not you so but much. i
0: mean the fact that we're in this now and it's true like it does make you yearn for a gym <laughs> um it's still not a bad time to get going and you know and scale it based on what you have i mean obviously we do yeah, the agree. movements you could start yeah. doing the
1: movements you could start movements. putting together a program i mean there's stuff that you can do yes you
0: know. yeah because because ultimately it's like you know if you're just getting started you know, it, it is going to be focused on form and it is going to be focused on moving your body in the correct ways. So you can jumpstart on that now, um, for the people that are listening and, and, you know, a, it is funny that like, this is going to be one of our main, um, things on our podcast that we'll be like, okay, you want an idea of how to get started, pick up this book, honestly. Read read through it and get yourself in the right. Because I think it also the book helps you get mentally prepared. I so I I when I um, quit smoking, I read this book called The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. And you don't think that a book is going to help you do it, especially me because I do not like to read. And um and you know you read through it and you're supposed to smoke while you're reading it and it just gives you facts about it. Doesn't push. It doesn't like tell you hey, you're an asshole for doing this. This is just the facts. This is just what you're doing. And I feel like this book in that same way has the like, here are some facts. Here are things that you can do that's going to help you, but just get in the right mental state and here's the way to do it. And then by the time you're getting to the strength training, they're like, okay, and here's the thing. You're like, oh, yeah,
1: uh, let me start
0: (laughs) this. uh, That's right here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, and I think that's, it's like, I don't know if it's uh, subliminally getting you there, but it's just at least getting you to the point where it's like you, you got your to the point where you're going to buy this book because you know, you want that change, start reading it, you know? And, uh, and I, I feel like this is one of those tools that would, would help the people uh, that are listening to this podcast that need to get motivated to get started, you know?
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And like, really, I think I, when I think about it, like, the first half of the book is really about the the food and now is the perfect time when we can't do the exercise to lose the weight to sort of focus on well what are the behaviors food wise that I'm doing so that maybe you can cut 10% body fat before you start going to the yeah, gym right. before you really start training hard um, yeah. and there's plenty of body weight stuff and all kinds of opportunities to to strength train at home, yeah. When you're in a fat loss phase,
0: sure you can scale it to the point where, it, especially if you're, you know, just getting your your body moving, um, that uh, that could help with within you know the the exercises in the book, and then just also, I mean, the, I think the I mean, again, it's the mental game. It's the it's the food that is really going to get you consistent and get you going. Nate, what do you miss eating when you're on, when you're
1: on plan? What are you missing out? What do you, uh, are there things?
2: Yeah. Um, like I'm a, I, I'm a sugar addict for sure. Like I, like I really, I go for the sweet stuff. Um, and it's like, I've been leaning into it too during this pandemic. (laughs) Like I just, yeah. Alan and I, after, after my kid goes down, like four nights out of the week, one of us, Mm -hmm like runs to Gelson's or something last minute and gets <laughs> croissants or ice cream. Or, I mean, it's, there've been a few, it's been a challenge. Um Yeah. You, and, you but, mentioned in the book, you talk about using some nut
1: flours and, and that's, you know, I I've kind of experimented around. I gave, I did like a brownie recipe on the show one time with almond flour and uh you know, that stuff was pretty fucking good, man. And it's, yeah.
2: Yeah. I did. um, I I used the Bob's Red Mill flour substitute one for one. And it's um, you can make for sure baked goods that taste pretty much the same. Yeah. uh, Which is great. I I
1: do like you you specify in there, too, because you can get bogged down with all the science of it, too. But you're talking about using like, um, you know, a better sugar alternative. that's still technically sugar. And calorie, but just personally feeling better. Like you can just, you don't have the same food hangover when you're a little bit more careful in how you're putting the stuff in, using the nut flowers, using that. And I, I can agree with that too. Like in a lab, they may say, hey, technically you're still getting the same caloric impact, but there is, there is a, a, a level of attention you can pay to your body to where like, no, I can tell that like, I, I do feel better. I am recovering faster if I'm indulging, you know, this way as opposed to, you know, going full-scale chemical, you know, bloached flour
2: bullshit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, checking the glycemic index and then also just knowing your body and knowing like, oh, honey or agave or maple syrup or something different than cane sugar or certainly the engineered sugars like high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. I mean, that shit has been made specifically to spike your blood sugar as quickly as possible to get you addicted to it. That's why people put it in things that like, I mentioned this in the book, but it's like, once I started looking at labels and realizing that canned vegetables had sugar or high fructose corn syrup added to them, like who, who the hell needs to put sugar in a can of green beans? Like it doesn't, it's insane. It's insane. Right. What, uh, and so we,
1: we talked about some of the nut flowers and stuff. What are some other, your other tricks that you like to do to stay on plan as far as food? Do you have uh, ways that you kind of like, uh, you know, can look forward to the meals that are healthy.
2: Yeah. Uh, like I, I love, um, peanut butter and it's so calorically dense and you just like, I will eat, I could eat a jar of peanut butter in a sitting. So what I've started doing, I've always done apples or other things with peanut butter and gosh, I hope this doesn't gross, gross you guys out. But what I've started doing is sliced apples. And then I put like really good kosher salt on top of the apples. So in a bowl, apple slices with salt and you get the like, you get the saltiness that you might be craving from the peanut butter mixed with the sweetness of the apple. And I swear wow. to God, it's like really, I love it. It's really good. And no good. peanut butter anymore. Just No peanut butter, just salt apples. on apples. Yeah. Wow. Not a, like a ton of salt, but like sure. good flaky, big crunchy salt. Um, and you just kind of sprinkle it over top and it's nice. I like it.
0: When I was a kid, um, when I would get sick, my mom would give me apple slices that were in apple cider vinegar and salt.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. And
0: I would eat that, you know, so that like my sore throat would go away and all that kind of stuff. And then I, when I got older, I started just eating that as like a snack, (laughs) but now it's, I'm allergic to apples. I don't know. It was like adult (laughs) onset, whatever.
2: Um, you're allergic ha, to apples how does i that, am what happens
0: uh, i get hives on my like on my face and coming and going down my throat wow. oh my god yeah
2: it's crazy wow.
0: apples and then also like um um aspartame and aspirin
2: hmm.
0: anything wow. that starts with an a, a, a yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's my life but yeah um Okay, so so salty, sweet. That's I like that's that. Ge- that's genius. I, I want to try it. I might try um, it with a pear. What do you think? <laughs> you can do pears, but you can't do apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Also, I, I'm wondering, and it make my <gasps> lips. It would make my lips itchy. But if the apples were cooked, I can eat them. I wow. think it might have to do with the skin or maybe pesticide. Is it pesticide? possible? It's a pesticide It could be. Huh. So um, the only fruit you can have now is pie filling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, and I know that's good for you. I just get it in the can. There's no sugar in it that I've read. It's just pie filling. And then I, I just eat the raw dough. I just roll it back up and I eat it like a tube. Yeah. Being a
1: trainer for years, I had like this uh, client one time Was going over food stuff to kind of help them out. I might have told Eugene this before. And the guy was telling to me like saying to me like what he would eat and what he wouldn't. And one of his major like stumbling blocks was no raw fruit. <laughs> I was like, raw fruit. What do you mean? What do you mean raw fruit? <laughs> like I couldn't, I was like, I was trying to picture like what raw fruit. Cause it, vegetables, I guess, you know, yeah. people just don't want to like crunch on carrots or whatever, but I was just like raw. So you only have it cooked. And I was just trying to think like, okay, so you can, you can have it in pies and stuff and
0: danishes, but just no weird you know, apple slices. That's also so the idea of just only eating cooked Fruit. It yeah, feels like, or even calling a veg uh, or calling a fruit raw is weird. Yes. Yeah. Like his default was fruit is cooked. Yeah. And I have to specify that I <laughs> want raw,
2: eat raw, fruit. Want raw weird. fruit.
0: Yeah. That was pretty wild. That's uh, wild. Uh, so life wise, here's just one life question with everything going on and all and in your book and trying to stay healthy. Um, I just want you to agree to, with me on this. Having a, a toddler and trying to eat because they haven't finished their food is so, I mean, and my kids, they, I mean, my kid, my boy, he eats well, but you know, if he doesn't, you know, that plate, that clean plate club mentality is still so hard when I see half of his food still there and trying not to also eat it as well. And I just hope that that's, Please tell me that's a parent thing that is.
2: Oh, 100%. And like, it's, I don't know if this is, if your kids are like this or, or your oldest is like this, but my toddler is in that phase where all he wants to eat is cheese, French toast sticks. Oh my God. Like, that's like all it is. And I put spinach, I put raw spinach on his plate because I almost always have raw spinach on my plate, like all the time. And so I'll put it on his plate and he doesn't eat it. He plays with it. And if it's not there, he gets pissed. (laughs) Starts asking for it. But he's just accustomed to it being like a garnish. Like it's a a decoration. It's like parsley. (laughs) Yeah. And so it gets like, I get so frustrated when like, oh my gosh, today he had apple slices, cheese, some rice and spinach on his plate for lunch. And it was, don't judge me. I'm doing the best that I can today. (laughs) That's great. He didn't he didn't finish the cheese. He ate the rice. He ate the apples. He didn't finish the cheese. And so it's not just that, like, I want him to clean his plate. It's like, I see that cheese and I want to fucking eat that. cheese. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't eat cheese. So it's like, Oh, that's hard. It's real hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a (laughs) mental game and gain, like that I still have. And like, when I do think about my, you know, my daily intake and my, my macros, I, you know, I rarely account for, you know, finishing. Cause I, it's like,
2: not like that I'm making count. myself
0: sandwiches, yeah. but it's just like, you didn't finish your sandwich. I guess I'll eat half. I'll eat a half a sandwich
2: of a, like a grilled cheese sandwich yes. or peanut butter and jelly. Right. Yeah. And then I throw it's it's like, it to the dogs. I just, I throw it as fast as I can to so the dogs. Funny. Like, don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Those I, whippets will run around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have the problem with, with my guy. He's, he's a s- stunning, I I've talked about it too much on the show, but he's a stunningly picky eater. Um, but you, you get, you, you have shit around more. Like for me, like I, am yes. better. like I just wouldn't even buy this stuff. It wouldn't even be in the house, but shit's just around. Cause he's a kid. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rob him of being a kid. Cause I'm a fucking weirdo. So, uh, Like, around, like, Halloween, you know, you end up having, like, a whole fucking bag full of, like, bullshit that I would never even have to interface with ever, and it's not like I'm tempted in my day-to-day life to have Snickers, but I have a giant fucking bag of it, and then I'm just like... I wonder what I wonder if they still taste the same. Snicker right. in 2020, let me get a little bit. Hey, it still tastes good. Hey, yeah. let's get little Twix, a 2020 Twix on board. Let's see how they're <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah, Twix is still yeah. coming up strong. Peanut, peanut M&M's. Yeah, Peanut M&M's. They taste about the same. I like I that you're
0: talking about Halloween, but this whole time it hasn't even been close to Halloween yet, and you've gotten Halloween. <laughs> wow. That's basically what you're telling me. Hey, us. whatever excuse I need.
1: But, you know, you end up you end up like eating stuff you wouldn't even – Ever even dream yes. of because
0: it's just fucking there and yeah. you just get worn down by it. Yeah. Mini muffins. We never bought mini muffins before the pandemic. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like one of those things where I would go to the grocery store because I'm the only one that was leaving the house. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, this is a cute little thing. Maybe you'll have yeah. this every once in a while. Five.
1: Mini mini muffins. You're shaking <laughs> now, them around in your hand. Now
0: he's
2: eating mini muffins like every day. <laughs> we've we've been, like honestly, we've been pretty good um up until this point and to the to the point that like we just started giving him multivitamins because the pediatrician thinks maybe he's not getting enough greens or whatever and he wants that vitamin it's like a because it's a gummy it's like a it might as well be candy I mean it is candy
1: yeah yeah
2: he he wants it man he just starts he pushes his plate away and he says vitamin vitamin (laughs) vitamin (laughs) amazing
0: yeah, it's another it's another thing that we have to deal with um to get you there, but it's also a thing that a mentally helps you because you have this you know, person that you can see that you're affecting and it also drives you, you know. And so so as much as there's moments in it like the food that that might be hard or, you know, another obstacle, it, it's ultimately amazing, but
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Dude, um, so yeah, so great to have you. Uh, we're gonna let you go, but um, let, give give people the rundown of how to get the book and and everything and and where they can find you and all of this stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, so it's uh, the book is How I Did It: A Fitness Nerd's Guide to Losing Fat and Gaining Lean Muscle, um, and it's available everywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on uh, my website. Uh, I've started a website to start um, promoting some of this fitness content. And that's at fitner.com which is F-I-T-N-R-D.com. And, you know, I'll, I, I mentioned this to you guys. I'd love to give 25 copies away, um, digital, I could give like Kindle copies um, for the first 25 listeners that can go to, let's just say fitnercom slash the dumbbells. Great. How does that sound? Yeah. That's um, huge.
0: W- that's awesome. We'll actually, um, if, uh, if you're listening to this and you go to our, um, Instagram, um, in our like Linktree thing, one of the things will be that exact button and, uh, and then I'll take you right to it and you can order the book or if you're the first 25, get the book and then you can be on the same, you know, vocabulary as us moving forward, which would be awesome.
2: Perfect thank you guys so much for having me dude. It's like, of
0: course. It's yeah, great man. To catch up. Great. To, good. Good to see you. Good to hang
1: out and talk. Uh, you did a great thing with this book. Thanks for sharing it with us. And thanks for doing the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you guys. Hang in there. Stay safe and stay sane.
0: Alright Bell Babies That was Nate Clark So awesome His book How I Did It A Fitness Nerd's Guide To Losing Fat And Gating Lean Muscle um, It's available um, On Amazon Apple Books Barnes and Nobles uh, Kobu. Kobo 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 That's how you say it Kobo ah. Kobo Kobo um, And then uh, Yes uh, We have all of those links Kobo. On our Kobo <laughs> Kobo Caesar, Cobo. Cobo. Hey,
1: Caesar. No, Cobo.
0: Um, follow Nate on Instagram, uh, Nate Clark's show. Uh, free copies of the ebook for the first 25 listeners who grab it, and it's available on Kindle, Apple, Nook, etc. cetera. Uh, the website is. F-I-T-N-R-D dot com slash The Dumbbells so that's F-I-T-N-R-D dot com slash The Dumbbells and the first 25 listeners of this podcast who put that in get the book for free and guys we talk about it when we talked to Nate um, the language that he uses um, is going to be most of the language that we'll probably use moving forward because he was able to uh, to say it concisely and uh, basically give, um, give you an opportunity to understand the process a lot better, I think. I, I think, yes yeah. So if you're looking for
1: something to get started, if you're looking for something to maybe reinvigorate or reassess, Uh, It's a great resource. Yeah. 25 to the first 25 people, you get it for free on whatever you're reading your books electronically. You just go to that site, you get it, and then you have it there. And it's like programs, periodization, workout. He's got it all laid out there for you. So even if the psychology.
0: And his story. So you get to like. Story's
1: great, but even if the psychology doesn't interest you, there's like real world workout and exercise tips that are brass tacks right in there that's available to you. Absolutely. So you're crazy not to take advantage of the resource. So Especially please do it. Especially if it's fucking free.
0: Especially if it's free for the first 25 people. That's not that many. So you got to get no. it now if they're not already taken. And if they are already taken, buy the buy book. It. Buy it, y'all. Buy the book. Uh, again, uh, thank you, Nate Clark, for being on the podcast. Um, if you want to find him on social on Instagram, you can. um Nate Clark Show on Instagram. If you want to find us on Instagram or any social media platform, uh, we are the dumbbells on all of those. Um, and if you want to email us and ask us any questions, please feel free to do so. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. And on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells,
1: and our wonderful guest today, Nate Clark, we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Between. If you all want to hear the end, Buy the book.
0: Does that sound like a stand-up comedian kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy the book. Buy the book. You want to hear the punchline of this joke? Buy the book. Buy the book. One, two, three.
1: That was a headgum Podcast.